This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley and the Paladin Financial Team. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here's Paladin Financial Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. We've got a great show today. We're going to talk about the Paladin plan and financial planning and all sorts of good stuff. But before we do so, I wanted to introduce with me today, we have not one, but two, but three, three hosts, uh, Mr. Tony Shore, as always. Oh, I'm just a co-host, Jeff. Come on. (laughs) Two hosts and a co-host. Let's get that math right. You're big on math. You're always correcting my math, so I want to get this right. (laughs) And Nikki Foley, my much better half. Glad to be here, guys. Yeah, she allowed me on today, which is great. Uh, So (laughs) today we're going to talk about whether you're just starting your financial journey or you're looking to optimize your existing plan or you're in retirement already, regardless of where you're at, we're going to share with you our approach and some things that you might want to consider in making sure that you're optimizing everything that you have, all of your puzzle pieces, as we like to say. Jeff, I don't know if you meant to do that, but you kind of took people through life stages with your examples there. And that is a perfect segue to where we're going for this next month. I like to have a theme around these and it's financial literacy as we approach the new year. And we're going to do it by age group. So we're starting with next week, we'll have Ellie, who's been on here a number of times with Zach. And they're going to talk about financial literacy from the perspective of being in your 20s. And then the following week, we'll move into the the age bracket of 30s to 40s and Matt Bryant's going to cover that and then finally we'll end out the month with Jeff Quick and looking at 50 plus and kind of getting into those retirement years and we'll just move through through those segments. I think there's a lot that we can say about this and I think we'll have some fun with it. Wait, why is Jeff Quick going to talk about the 50s? He doesn't he, look, oh. he does not look a day over 45. He said the same thing to me when I yeah. assigned it to him. Yeah. He said, why do I get, get that age group? Well, Jeff, <laughs> let me tell you. He doesn't look a day over 45 40 until you get up close. <laughs> I'm teasing Jeff. He's a great guy. So, uh, wow, sounds good. And of course, uh, I'm in my 50s, so uh, I'm interested in that age. And I think it becomes more and more time sensitive and critical as you go. But it is important at all different phases and uh, ages, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely. And I think a perspective to have as well as we were kind of talking as a group about some of the things we wanted to cover. And even if we're talking about the 20s next week, it could be good for parents or grandparents to tune into that so that they can have those conversations and be a model for, you know, those people, the kids and grandkids in their lives and listen to some of that. Some of that. And simultaneously, you think about those that are in their late 40s, they may be managing both a lifestyle with kids, but also helping elderly parents. And so there's things in all different you know, yeah. segments that we'll go through that can apply up and down and, and with people. Yeah, you might be in one segment, one age bracket, if you will, but you want to be aware of those others as well as you're helping out family members and what they're going through in life. Yeah. So, yeah, so I talked uh, in the beginning there about the Paladin plan, and this is something that we go through with our clients and then people 
people that come in and meet with us for a complimentary second opinion on their plan. And for Tony, I brought a uh, visual today because we do have video now, Tony. So you oh. can't make fun of me anymore for bringing visuals to our podcast. There See, that's go. a chart that uh, when we were audio only, Jeff would bring those charts. And I tried to tell him over and over again, Jeff. Audio only. I don't understand why you bring visuals, I was, but that's just ahead of the times. You, know, you were visual. ahead of the times. Yeah. No, it's great to see that. So on that visual, which is something you'll see when you come in and meet with us, is we have in the Paladin plan, we have a five-step process of success that we go through. And whether it's our first meeting together or if you've been a client for a number of years, we're always going through those five steps because your life is going to change, the market's going to change, we have elections, all sorts of crazy stuff. This forces us to make sure that we're thinking things through comprehensively. And I liken this to getting on the plane. You're flying out to wherever, let's say the Caribbean. We have a client that's headed out to the Caribbean today. And you get on the plane and you look to the left and you see the pilot and the co-pilot. What are they doing? Using a checklist. Using a checklist. And they're laminated because they've done this hundreds and hundreds of times. They go through that same process every single time, hopefully, that they sit down in that seat. And there's a reason for that. They wanna make sure they've thought through everything. So that's what we're doing is we go through that five-step process of success. And as we evaluate things, we're looking at a variety of different areas that we're gonna dig into here today. The starting point is your goals and dreams and fears to make sure as we put together your Paladin plan, it makes sense for you because everyone's situation is different. This is the opposite of cookie cutter. So we want to think through all of these different areas, and that helps to make sure that your plan is staying up to date over time as life evolves, as we talked about transitioning between some of these different ages. Yeah, perfect. And the first stop on that journey that you're talking about, Jeff, I think it's fair to start with goals. And that's where we start every conversation with our prospective clients and clients is setting clear and realistic goals. And then you tie that back to the financial side of things. And so it's the foundation of a successful plan is understanding where someone wants to go. But it's not just about accumulating wealth. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about a podcast I was listening to this morning. In fact, I've brought it up, I think, three times today. So I'm actually kind of excited about about some of the things that we've been listening to and hearing about. Four times, but whatever. Four, four times. This is Who's four counting? times. There you go. <laughs> Who's but counting, honestly? It really is, is about defining what matters to you most. And so I think that is dictated much by you know, the generations that you grew up in and people look at things differently, but then also by age in general and things that are happening to you in that age bracket. And so uh, the, the podcast that we were listening to, or I was listening to this morning, and I've been talking about four times, five times, uh, it's for financial advisors, but it's really heavily statistic driven and it's backed by research. And that's why I like it so much. But it was titled, Are You Prepared to Help Clients Live Their Best Life? And here's a few of the things that I wanted to pull from that and talk about that being rich is no longer enough for clients. For so long, what did people want? You know, they wanted to have that wealth accumulation, but success, it varies very much by the client that's sitting across from you, meaning it could be personal, uh, professional achievements. It could be a sense of happiness. Like the world has changed so much since COVID that you have, you see what people want looks a lot differently. And for some generations, it's very much about a larger purpose and giving back and thinking outside of themselves. And so, uh, to bring some simplification, as I was listening to this podcast, they narrowed it a lot down by generation. So baby boomers and even the World War II vets, uh, they talked about millennials, Generation X and all of that. But the point being is 
people used to say they wanted to be rich. They wanted to make a million dollars and then they were going to retire, whatever that might be. But that could be interchanged today with living their best life. And it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't seem like it would tie back to the financial side. But for us as planners, it's really important to give them the tools to be able to live that best life. And so if Tony, you're in a situation that, you know, you're in your your 50s and you're thinking, you know what, I am ready to be done or more flexible. How can we as financial advisors provide that life for you so that you can you can achieve it? Well, it all ties back to money in, in most scenarios. And so that was the spirit of the podcast. And I think it is so important to look about. It doesn't mean it's a financial goal when you sit across from a financial advisor. It could be a personal professional, among other things. And that's important for us to look at and help you get there. It is. It, it helps to provide focus and we have a client that is navigating right now the the transition she's made the decision to retire and that was a tough one for because she and her husband have worked very hard for a long time to save and save and save and you get conditioned and they don't spend much and now they have the resources they can enjoy retirement now you're going to start spending that money what am I going to do with my time and the whole different gear shift so an exercise that Nikki, you brought up that you and I went through last year, which I thought was great, is we had them come together, get together, they went out to dinner, and they had 10 minutes to come up with 25 goals. They did that. She had 25. He could only come up with six or seven, but um, it, that helped out to, to provide some focus on what's that next chapter going to yeah. be. So having goals in financial planning <clears throat> is really important. Those might not necessarily be financial, but if I decide I need to lose 10 pounds over the next six months, I'm not going to wait and weigh in six months from now and find out whether or not I achieve that. I want to have check-ins and gates along the way to make sure that I'm on course and it also keeps me focused on what that goal is. Right, and and there's uh, important reasons why it's so crucial to establish clear goals then, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think just, you know, as you've said it, I think we've people are it's that time of year. Everybody's talking about goals, and you know we're probably repeating a lot that that's out there for everybody. But helping to prioritize and allocate resources as appropriately, and just effectively making sure that your money aligns with those aspirations and those values. Uh, so when you know, I got to bring this one up, Jeff, we had a, a client in yesterday, and they were talking about uh, referrals and how you know asking us how they can refer people and so forth. And they said, you know, a fear that exists out there among their group of peers is, you know, is it okay to work with a financial advisor? And Jeff, you're probably better at telling this story than I am, but there is some fear about working with a financial advisor. And is it, um, you know, but Brent comes back to maybe not looking at it so much from a financial perspective, but what do I want out of life? And is there somebody that I can partner with to help me get there? And so often that comes back to the financial side of things. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, handing over, um, in some people's words, control of their finances, and you still have control of your finances when you're working with an advisor. But for right. some people, it's it's a control thing. Is making that gear shift is often uncomfortable, uh, particularly if they have been more involved in things and conscientious about it. To have someone else handle some of these things for them, that's a, a little bit of an adjustment. And if you look at financial planning as a whole, it's not that 
old of an industry relative to things. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if your pipes break in your house, some people might fix it, but a lot of times people are going to call a plumber. Plumbers have been around for I don't know how long, as long as we've had plumbing. Um, and there might be plumbers out there that don't do the best job or didn't do a great job for a particular client, but they've been around forever. It's kind of a, a thing. Financial planning, for many years, people had pensions. They had Social Security. There wasn't a need for this because the company that they worked for did the planning for them through their pension. But as those dropped off and we've now moved more to defined contribution plans and you've got to figure out your retirement, you're responsible for that. Social Security is not going to cover everything that you need. Uh, People started taking care of that themselves and then financial planning has grown along the way. So uh, regardless of what your approach is, is figuring out what your plan is, being conscientious about it, but explore getting some help with these things. Yeah, that was a rabbit hole there. But no, that was good. good. All very good. good. Yeah. All right. Should we move to the next uh, next section of the Paladin plan? Yeah. Yeah. What's the next section? Risk management, you guys. It's a big one here. So life is full of uncertainties. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's essential to protect those. And so we're going to go through that a little bit and helping us navigate that side of things. So. Well, risk management as a as a kind of a whole here identifies potential risk that people may run into at different parts of life and implement strategies to help mitigate those. And so, again, you can see why we have broken our next four weeks into the 20s, 30s and 40s, 50s, because that risk looks a little bit different. Example would be as you start to have kids and you buy new homes, you might want to help protect that. But right. as they age and you don't need to protect the kids anymore, or you have more assets and that, that you have, you might want to drop off the life insurance side of things. So it's it's navigating that. And um, it could be, you know, the health coverage side of things as you age 65 is when Medicare in, in you know, comes into our world, life insurance, disability, property, and so forth. So we bring that all into our conversation to make sure we understand what their scenario is and if there's anything that we need to help help Mm -hmm. them be aware of and protect for yeah you mentioned mitigate risk so reducing a risk from occurring the likelihood that it would occur or reducing the impact it would have we all most people do that every day you get in your car you put on your seatbelt. that mitigates the risk you get in a wreck you're not going to get harmed as much you might drive slower to lower the risk some risks we want to eliminate entirely so i don't skydive because i want to eliminate the risk of gravity working against me but the third approach is to ensure the risk and most everyone does that with their home and auto they don't think twice about hey, I have a uh, you know, pretty significant asset here in both of those things. I'm going to pay money to an insurance company. If something catastrophic happens, they're going to pool. The insurance company pools everybody's money together, and it's not catastrophic for them in one situation. So similarly with life insurance, disability, et cetera, we want to look at what makes the most sense uh, with that particular risk. We're going to eliminate it, mitigate it, or insure it. Yeah, I know risk is a big part of the overall planning that you do. Financially, retirement planning, again, mitigate, lowering the risk, also figuring out what people's personal risk tolerance is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. very good. Just safeguarding your financial future. Yep. 
So what's next? Uh, what type of planning is next? The next area is tax planning. So tax. everything that we do today, as far as recommendations we have for our clients and the plans that we're implementing, it has a tax implication, whether that's today or 20, 30 years down the road, might be for them, might be a tax implication for their family. So it is not a short-term sprint. It is a long-term marathon. And a lot of times people lose sight of that because the tax world in general, no offense, but you go into H and R block or wherever, and they're very focused on, I saved you $432 in taxes this year by encouraging you to contribute to your IRA and you kick the tax can down the road to an unknown tax environment where your income might actually be higher for many people in retirement than it is when they're working. So we wanna think through taxes and make sure that we're looking at what are the sources of taxable income and how can be be as tax efficient as possible? We do a lot of Roth conversions in our firm and helping clients to move money from pre-tax to tax-free. And uh, that's a, a big, has a big impact on things throughout the years. Yeah, I imagine tax planning, it seems no matter what you talk about on the show, taxes play a part of it, especially with retirement income Mm -hmm. and uh, making that plan for our retirement. Uh, It seems like there's always a tax factor, as I like to call it, the old tax factor. So uh, I'm glad we talked about that. Tax planning is important. It's important to have a financial professional like yourselves, like your team there at Paladin, to make sure they're looking at the big picture, including uh, what possible tax burdens you might have in the future in retirement, right? Yep. So uh, that's huge. Now, uh, how about income planning? I know that's probably the next step. Uh, we want a sustainable and a stable income stream. I know that's crucial, especially during retirement, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Income planning involves creating a strategy that creates a steady income, especially as you talk about retirement and after you're done working. And so this could start with just optimizing your social security benefits and then making sure that you're managing your retirement accounts to one, be tax efficient with that. And just making sure you understand how your other income generating assets play into that. So as part of the Paladin plan, we really start by understanding your expenses as you go into retirement. And then what are gonna what are the known sources that we would say are on the safer side of things. That would be something like Social Security or if somebody still has a pension. Those are going to be things that are stable and that we can count on. And then when you look at expenses and what you have coming in for income, is there a gap there? And how are we going to solve for that gap? And so that's where we start to look at and consider what role your other retirement accounts might play or any other income generating assets and decide how to use those. And again, as Tony has said it and Jeff has already covered it, there is a tax conversation that goes along with every decision there. And I'd say there's even an estate planning or a legacy planning decision that that gets to be considered as you talk about where you're going to draw that income from. And so I think it's important that you work with a financial planner as you start to move from that accumulation phase where you're gathering assets and you're in your income earning years to when you have to create an income plan and start taking it on your own. That can be a very critical moment in your financial journey. Yeah, so many moving parts with that. And you mentioned pensions there a little bit ago. 
is if you have a pension, you have not yet retired, you're thinking, what do I do with that? Give us a call. That's a big one where we can help you to evaluate your options within the pension. Should I take that monthly? What type of survivor option if you're married? Uh, but the other option for a lot of pensions is you have the ability to roll that into an IRA. So if you think about tying income in with taxation, if you have a pension and you convert that to a monthly income for the rest of your life, that income is going to be taxable, taxable income versus depending on your situation, it might make sense to roll that pension into an IRA, which is a non-taxable event. And now you have the flexibility to take that IRA and break it apart and move some of that into Roth over time. You've now converted a hundred percent taxable situation into some of that or all of that could become tax-free over time. So those are the things that we're going to look at as part of your complimentary second opinion. And when you come in and meet with us and identify what are your resources, how do you optimize that to have the right income that you need in retirement? How much of that do you want guaranteed versus non-guaranteed, the risk piece of it, but also being as tax efficient as possible? Yeah. yeah, that's huge. Now, I know that the next step is legacy planning, right? And some of our listeners or viewers out there might think, hey, it's a little premature for me to be thinking about Nikki legacy plans planning. my legacy every day. Oh, every day. <laughs> Jeff and Tony, Jeff and Tony. You know, legacy planning can come by a, a couple different terms. So legacy planning, estate planning, enhanced planning. Those are all terms that you might hear that go along with legacy planning. In fact, last month, we just spent the month of December and even as we got into January here talking about uh, those topics. We had guest Matt Tram from Tram Law. Who's he was an, great. He's fantastic. I yeah. like that guy. He's uh, uh, one that we partner with from an estate planning perspective as an attorney. And then we also had Joe Norlin, who is a favorite of ours as oh, well. Oh, I so love Joe. CPA and it just uh, doesn't get much better than Mr. Yeah. Norlin and his dad jokes. I mean, yeah. that was he, really a highlight. That was a great show, the two of you. That's uh, with what Joe. I said. I really, that's one of my favorite shows, you and Joe, uh, nice. Jeff. That was so much fun. And uh, I'll, I want to go back to Tram, though, really yeah. quick, if I can say. Um, I used to say I've never met an estate planning attorney that I liked. Uh, that was my motto uh, until I met uh, Mr. Tram. Uh, what nice. a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I really felt like both of those episodes were rich with information yeah. and content you could use. And so estate planning, as we've talked about, is part of this three-legged stool, Jeff, if you, maybe it's just appropriate to talk about that side of things, but so many decisions come back to, financial decisions come back to taxes and estate. Yeah, definitely. And I get to wear a sweatshirt to one of those. <sighs> you yes, did. you did. That was great. Wardrobe air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wait, we're on camera now. Yeah. <laughs> I should have bought my visual aids. Uh, so yeah, legacy or enhanced planning, whatever we want to call that, that goes beyond just distributing assets. I think of this as Think of a triangle. You have documents. Those are estate planning documents, wills, trusts, healthcare, directive, power of attorney, etc. You have strategies that fall into the financial side as if legacy is important and how are assets transferred, beneficiaries, probate, etc. What strategies do we use? And the third piece that is often left out is communication, is communicating within the couple. If there's a married couple, they both know what's going on. A lot of times one person leads to the stuff and the other person does other things. Right. They've got to be on the same page, but if there are kids or whoever else in their life that is going to be left picking up the pieces if they're no longer here, you got to communicate and you can't communicate anything if you don't have that plan in place. So come in and that's something that we'll look at as part of your Paladin plan is how do you pull all this together and what pieces are missing? 
Yeah, so uh, there are key elements uh, of legacy planning that you want to make sure you have taken care of because you don't want to leave your loved ones in a bad situation, right? That's yep. the bottom line. Yep, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. we're coming close to the end here. We have two okay. more sections, you guys. So long-term care planning yes. is the next one here. And so that becomes really critical as we age. And so let's discuss the importance of this. And this is where I, this is the part that I like. I like the softer side of things. If you, if uh, our listeners haven't, um, haven't heard that before. And so the likelihood of somebody needing care as they age and help with some of those daily activities, it's there, it's present. And so we really strive to understand what our clients want that to look like in the future. In fact, we start that conversation in our very first meeting with them because usually somebody has had an experience along the way, whether it's with a grandparent or a parent that they that has helped shape what they want their later years to look like. And so that's a really important one. And it's it's important as you're talking about long-term care planning to help, you know, the individuals prepare for the financial cost of health side of things, those healthcare costs, as well as where do they want this to take place? Is this in home or are they comfortable or even excited about potentially being in a facility? And at what age does that does that become attractive? There's some people that think a 55 plus community or a, you know, assisted living facility sounds like the best thing ever because they get to be with other Others and there's the social aspect and others say no way in home is how I want to spend my later years and just making sure that none of those decisions jeopardize the the financial stability and any of the, the of all they've worked for for so long yeah I think that's really important yeah it's a big one it's a big mental burden and it's a big financial burden if you're faced with that yeah. so and I think it's a family burden too if you don't have a plan in place. A lot of people have an opinion and you bring spouses into the to the equation with kids and there's a lot to talk about there and a lot of tension that can happen if there isn't a plan. Yeah. Right. But Jeff, I know you've talked uh, with me before and on past shows about how there are different ways. Like you said, it's a huge financial burden. It's one of the biggest financial costs we can have in our lives is long-term care. And uh, all the surveys I've seen say almost it's almost two out of three people. If you live past 65 or uh, and then past 70, it goes, your odds of needing long-term care go up and up. And so many people end up needing long-term care. Uh, how are you going to cover that? We've talked about that. And I know if our listeners want to know, well, how would I cover that? There are different strategies. I mean, sure, there's insurance, but there's a lot of different financial strategies to at least help with long-term care costs. So I want to encourage the listeners if they need it. I know because my mother has Parkinson's and she's on the tail or the bad end of it now. And so she needs full-time care. And um, when she started, it was $6,000 a month. It's now, uh, two years later, it's $10,000 a month. So- you know, Tony, I know you're an only child and, yep. you know, so many people say my kids are going to take care of me. And maybe that has been part of the conversation, but you live, you know, an hour away or, or more. Maybe it more. Takes, yeah. It's actually closer to four hours. Oh, yeah. it is four hours. Yeah. Gosh, I he thought it was a really little... slow. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was closer than that. But point being, imagine if you had to be in that caregiving yeah. role and what your life would look like and what your kid's life would look like if that's the, the role you took on. And so while it seems so natural to say my kids are going to be the ones that are there, people don't like to have hard conversations and they, they will avoid them. And this is one that's so important to have from an emotional and a financial perspective. It is. Yep. Yep. All right. One. Last one here, Last Jeff Foley. You want to bring yeah, us home? What sure. is it? 
Sure, investment management. That's so right. we put this intentionally last because a lot of our world, a lot of our industry, I think focuses first on pie charts and bar graphs and so forth. And my uh, portfolio is bigger than your portfolio and so forth. But it is a very important piece, but we put that last because we want to think through all of the other things that we've talked about that are part of the Paladin plan and make sure the resources that you have, whether that's a lot or a little, is make sure they're being used in the right manner for you. So we look at things like your risk tolerance we talked about earlier. We look at your income needs, your time horizon. We want to make sure that we're diversified. We want to look at the bigger picture in the market, what's going on, what do we think will happen in the future. We're not taking big bets on on anything. Uh, So we want to have a good, comprehensive, steady eddy plan along the way. And we also look at this in terms of buckets. So we talk about the time horizon. When do you need how much money? And we usually try to cushion that because sometimes we have people that are, they think five years from retirement and three years in to our relationship, their employer lets them know, nope, you're you're done now, or they've decided they've had enough. Well, we want to make sure we have enough income that we can create out of those assets when they're needed in both good and bad markets. So when we create income, we're looking at what's going on and how do we do that uh, from a return perspective, but also, again, minimizing taxes as much as possible. So investments are important, be diversified, have a good thought out plan. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really, really important. Uh, Obviously, all parts of the Paladin plan uh, are so important, and you need a written plan, don't you? And uh, that's what our listeners and viewers, if they want to set up a consultation, I know there's no charge, no obligation, and they can get a written plan and uh, talk to you about working with you long term so they can stay on track, right? Yep. Yeah. Give us a call. If you'd like to come in, we call that a complimentary second opinion. We'll sit down with you. And for most people, there are two meetings that are part of that process. They're usually around 45 minutes to an hour long each. First meeting, we gather a lot of information, investment statements, social security, pensions, whatever your moving parts are. We ask you a lot of good questions in that movie and in that meeting. And then a couple weeks later, we'll get together and show you, here are our thoughts and recommendations. Here's a draft of your Paladin plan. And at the end of that, you decide, this is what I want. How do we do this? What are the next steps? Or I'm happy where I'm at, or I want to think about it, whatever it is. But we've done what we said we would do and give you you that complimentary second opinion. So if you'd like to come in for that, give us a call at 651-842-8406 or visit us online at Paladin paladinfinancial.com. And as always, thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, whatever podcast app you're on, please take a moment to to give us a review. And uh, those ratings help to expose the show to other people as well that we might be able to help out. So we'd appreciate that. Thank you to my uh, other my other hosts here, co-hosts here today. What are we? Host, co-host. Tri-host. That's right. There <laughs> the, we go. The tri-host. <laughs> the triad. <laughs> Trace hosts. I don't know how to say it. So uh, great. And thank you, Jeff and Nikki. I love doing the show with you each week. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. 
Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.